You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. and think there must be more than this to life are you looking for more joy freedom and purpose in your life this is living a courageous authentic life with your host jennifer monahan many of us may be focused on getting ahead and achieving our goals but we may soon realize that something is missing jennifer was there and now she's here to help you reclaim your personal power find joy and realize your full potential now, please welcome the host of Living a Courageously Authentic Life, Jennifer Monahan. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Today, we have a special guest with us, uh, Michael Bradford, who will be talking about energetic presence and the human experience. And as you know, Throughout the course of this show, we've talked quite a bit about how important it is to know ourselves and our purpose so that we can live that authentic and courageous life and how in order to do so, we need to release our personas and our limiting beliefs. We need to identify our gifts and our purpose and align them with our passions and heart and what our heart wants for us so that we can begin to take action. Michael is going to share his perspective today on the human experience and the importance of working with our energy as part of our authentic life. Uh, a little bit about Michael. Michael Edward Bradford is an international intuitive energy healer. He's a business coach, author, shaman, and spiritual teacher with extensive expertise in the areas of health, healing, personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, success, and wealth creation. He has a master's degree in international management and advanced training in intuition, NLP, hypnosis, Reiki, energy medicine, reading energy patterns, and many other healing modalities. He has spent the past 50, uh, 35 years plus uh, helping thousands of clients break free of their limitations, balance their karma, and gain greater access to their intuition, uh, helping them to speed up their healing process, accelerate their spiritual growth, and gain clarity. His new book, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth, has just come out and is now available on Amazon. Michael, hello. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm excited about being here. Oh, we're glad to have you here as well. Uh, you and I spoke a bit before the show, and you shared with me that you've had experiences working with people in indigenous tribes all over the world. And you explained that this experience has really helped you hone your skills as a healer. What yeah, are the... I've... Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I've had the privilege of spending time um, traveling, studying, and doing sacred ceremony with Native American medicine people, Canadian medicine people, 
Eskimo shamans, Peruvian shamans, psychic surgeons from the Philippines, the Maoris, and many, many other different uh, indigenous tribes and diff different people. And that's helped me to have a very different perspective on health, healing, um, and creating our dreams. Um, mm. One of the things, I'm actually a, a storyteller too, so I wanted mm -hmm. to start off with a couple of statements. Number one, a ship is safe in a harbor, but that's not what a ship was made for. And mm -hmm. something else, um, when we get into a skid with a car, we our natural instincts is to steer out of the skid, but the counterintuitive part is to steer into the skid, and that's the only way really to pull out of it. And a lot of the things we experience as human beings we want to get away from the pain. We want to get away from, uh, you know, feeling bad. And mm -hmm. the what I have found is a lot of people will actually energetically split off from their physical body or move away from their physical body. It's like mm -hmm. someone touching a hot and going, ouch, I don't want to do that again. Or we get hurt in a relationship or we have other challenges where we get hurt or disappointed and we pull away from that not wanting to reinvest or understand or uh, develop a way to stay present and understand what is really going on and change our approach. And right, right. What I've, what I've noticed is after working with tens of thousands of clients that most people are between, uh, uh, let's say, two, three, four, five to maybe 30% energetically present in their physical bodies. And what do you mean, Michael, what do you mean by energetically present? Okay, we have an energy body, and then we have a physical body. And mm -hmm. it's just like we have a mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual body. These are actually separate energy fields. They're all interconnected and interrelated, like a giant mobile. Everything's connected and works together. However, we can actually track someone's energy. We can track someone's thoughts. Uh, we can track where feelings and emotions are stuck. We can actually track, or I can track at what age a person got stuck, whether it's this lifetime, past lifetime, whether it's in utero. Um, one of the things that I've found is something called the prenatal healer, where we actually in the womb start developing the pattern of taking care of our mother and we actually live that throughout our whole life because it's a pattern we develop and we don't even realize we're developing it. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of, lot of things that we get into that we may not be able to pinpoint on our own uh, where it started, how it started, what threw the person's perception out of balance and or change in a certain direction. Go ahead. And how does that tie to being energetic, energetically present? You mentioned that there's several uh, bodies that we live in, the mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. How how do these patterns and things tie to being energetically present? Well, if we're energetically present, we're more alive. We're more grounded and connected. We're more present in our physical bodies. You can actually see people who are more alive. They're, you're a lot of people you were attracted to because they're solid. And then there's mm -hmm. other people, I say they're OTL, they're out to lunch, 
It's like mm-hmm. they're not present. There's no one home. And mm-hmm. you can actually see that, but there's also ways of energetically measuring it uh, mm-hmm. so you get a better feel for what's going on and um, what's caused it and how to change that. I have the belief system, and it's held so far, that a person cannot be sick if they're present in their body. If they're taking responsibility for themselves and they're actually present in their physical bodies, mm-hmm. then it's almost impossible for them to be sick. And when you say present in your their bodies, are you talking just about the physical energy body, or is that all four bodies, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional bodies? Well, of course, the more we're present and we take responsibility for all of them, the mm-hmm. more aligned we are and the higher um, level of being true to our own soul and spirit. So we've all come mm-hmm. into planet Earth for specific reasons. You wouldn't come into planet Earth if there wasn't a reason for being here. So right. some people have lessons uh, to learn. Some people um, are um, wanting to express themselves in creativity. Each one of us has a very specific reason or a set of reasons why we've come to Earth at this time. And that's a lot of that is covered in my new book. And mm-hmm. when we come in, of course, very few of us really are aware of what our agreements were, what we committed to do. I call them soul agreements. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did we agree to do? What did we choose to learn? And just mm-hmm. because we're good at something doesn't mean that's what we're supposed to be doing this lifetime. I actually great, have some great. stories... And we're going to take a quick break, Michael, so hold your story, and when we come back from break, we can hear this story. For those of you listening, feel free to give us a call at 866-451-1451. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Stay tuned. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Dupula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapula strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomenon while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of 
short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we have a special guest with us, Michael Bradford. And we've been talking before the break about this concept of owning and being in your energy. And Michael, you were just starting to say before we went into the break that you have a story to really demonstrate this concept of being present in your energy and and being um, more grounded in yourself. Right. There, there's, there's a couple of stories I'd like to share. Um, one, I was part of a singles group and um, I met this woman two, three, four times. And each time I would walk up to her and say, hi, introduce myself and ask for a name and whatnot. And she'd laugh at me and she said, Michael, don't you remember we talked last time? And mm-hmm. it was a little embarrassing, but what I realized was she was not energetically present in her body. So she didn't leave an impression upon me and mm-hmm. she didn't have a strong power of presence. Now, when a person has a strong power of presence or they're energetically in their body, you remember them. They make an, they make an imprint on you. Um, another situation, um, there was a, um, a woman who I worked with who had been abused, sexually abused, mm-hmm. and I kept looking at her and kept looking at her because energetically I couldn't find her. And finally, mm-hmm. I looked in. I looked at the upper left-hand corner of the room, and I said, "What are you doing up in the corner?" And she said, "Well, you're the only person that's ever found me. As long as I'm not present, no one can hurt me. They could do whatever they want to me, but they can't mm. reach me. They can't hurt me because I'm not there." Well, mm. those kind of stories, um, especially when someone can energetically see things help to give a picture of what's going on. So whenever we have an issue where we're having pain, we're being upset, disappointed, whatever it is, we can do a number of things. We can shut down, we can move away from the pain, or we can stay there, breathe into it, and learn how to take responsibility for ourselves, how to stand up for ourselves, how to set limits and boundaries. And there are some of us who are masters at dealing with our emotional bodies and our energy bodies. And there's other of us that have come to the planet that were in the process of learning how to do that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, I have a number of different ways that I look at it. Number one is staying energetically present, being able to stay present for ourselves, ask for what we want, set limits, set boundaries, um, Another way is being authentic, telling the mm-hmm. truth. This is who I am. This is what I want. This is what I feel. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of risk for someone to be real and authentic. Um, we've learned in many cases to 
fit in to ask and say things that are appropriate, not to ask for what we really want. So we may ask for 10% of what we want. Um, Mm -hmm. Someone I know was told, the less you risk, the more you lose when you win. So a lot of people have a tendency not to risk and ask for everything they want. They have a tendency to ask for part of it. Mm-hmm. But that's not really who they are, and that's not really what they're wanting. So even if they get it, they're disappointed. Right, so right. That's, that's, you know, it's interesting you, you talk about being energetically present, and the, the example you gave of the woman who had been abused and her her spirit or her soul was in the upper corner of the room, from a shamanic perspective, uh, we, we talk quite a bit about soul retrievals and how part of our soul can and will leave, uh, if it wants to, uh, when we're going through an especially traumatic time. How do you, I mean, they sound very similar and it may be, you know, two sides of the same coin, but how does that relate to the shamanic perspective of soul retrieval? Well, what, what I was seeing as you were talking was if you imagine a glass falling from, I don't know, high, uh, high place and hitting the ground and it shatters, there are Mm -hmm. times when we are shattered. There's times when we um, split off when we are not, uh, don't think we're capable of handling something or we get hurt or we get angry. Um, mm-hmm. and pulling those pieces back together is what is what you're talking about in a shamanic point of view. I'm looking at it the same way. I'm not calling it shamanic. I'm calling right. it energetic. Yes. It, it's about taking all those places, pieces of ourselves Um, and bringing them back. I'm going to take it in another direction because a lot of people, they're happy with what looks good about them. But we all have a shadow side. We all have Mm -hmm. uh, something where we get angry, where we're not uh, as proud of ourselves, where we've done things that we're ashamed of, whatever it is. But those parts have to be brought back to be healed Mm -hmm. and to be acknowledged before we can be healthy, whole, and complete. We're not just um, a, we are a light being, however, mm-hmm. we do have the other parts. If you take a look, Paulo Coelho, in his book, uh, The Warriors of the Light, says every warrior, of the, every warrior of the light has lied, stolen, cheated a friend, betrayed a friend, and that's mm-hmm. why they're a warrior of the light. We've all made mistakes that we're not proud of. We're all done things that we're ashamed of. And it's about owning those parts, mm-hmm. forgiving those parts, bring them back and reintegrate them um, mm-hmm. from a higher level of consciousness. Yep. Yep. Go ahead. And, and I would say tied to that is learning the life lesson that that situation brought to us as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's a reason why we allowed ourselves to get into those situations and hopefully we learn from them and next time we do it better. Um, What I've learned in doing any of the work that I've done, especially with, with people is that things operate in cycles. So in other words, you'll go through a lesson and then it'll go come back to you on a higher level. It's almost like a spiral, an upward Mm -hmm. spiral. 
and mm-hmm. then I'll come back to you again on an on an upper level, a little higher, a little different, and it'll keep coming to us until we master it. And once okay. once we master it, then it goes away completely. That's a really, um, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I think that's part of our life is to learn and master these lessons. We are going to take a quick break. Uh, if you have questions or comments that you want to share with either me or Michael, give us a call at 866-451-1451. When we come back, Michael, I'm hoping we can talk more about the energy present ratio and, and scale that you've discussed. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll be talking about that when we come back. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Wait No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Wait No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Wait No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Wait No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. Animal lover, author, artist, and public speaker, Patricia Daly Life is a Renaissance woman in her own right. A lover of animals from a young age, Patricia lives on a farm in Virginia and has rescued neglected thoroughbred horses, keeping them or finding them safe havens. She is also a published author, and her books document real-life experiences that she shares in her passionate stories, taking the reader around the world in a colorful kaleidoscope of life. An accomplished artist, Patricia Daly Life's oil paintings feature animals, portraits, stills, nature, and abstract, and she allows the brush to paint the image in an organic, natural way. A public speaker, Patricia is motivated to continually wonder about life and advocates for all of us to do the same and document our own unique history. To learn more about Patricia Daly Life, visit www.literarylady.com and www.patricialife.com or email her at pdlife at gmail.com. And we're back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today we have special guest Michael Bradford with us, and we're talking about energetic presence. And Michael, we're so glad you're on the show. Uh, You've mentioned a few times uh, while we've been talking today about this scale of of how present people are in in terms of a ratio, zero to 100%. Can you talk a little bit more about this scale and um, how you developed it and what it means? Well, it's a, a scale that I use in monitoring people's energy. Um, I can look at it from a dousing perspective or from an energetic perspective, which is dousing, or a number of different perspectives. And what has been really strange for me um, in looking at thousands of clients um the range that I see is zero to 30% or 
or 100%. It doesn't seem to go like 31, 35, 40, 50, 60, 70. It seems to jump mm-hmm. from 80% actually to 100%. Now, I've met five people in my life who I calibrated at being 100%, and these people were very charismatic. They, uh, you, you looked at them. You could feel them. You could sense them. Um, they had a high level of integrity. They had a high level of um, making a difference on the planet. Um, I've met some people who were barely present at all. Uh, one person in particular um, had a mother who was very, very crazy, and she absorbed all of her mother's crazy energy in an attempt to stabilize her mother's energy field. So Mm. she didn't have hardly any of her own energy in her body of her own. Uh, Her mother was so crazy that this woman actually wound up uh, in a mental institution. However, there was actually nothing wrong with this person. They had just absorbed their mother's crazy energy. And after working Mm. with me, Um, She was able to uh, come off all her medication and to um, to actually start participating in life, even though she was in her 50s at this point. So whenever we're in a situation where we're not feeling safe, um, we may either disappear or take on the other person's energy, hoping to stabilize them. Um, There's another story I have when I was. Uh, traveling up to Alaska, I met a woman who had uh, two young children, and we went to the park and skipped uh, stones across the uh, lake and went on rides and whatnot. And then we went out for ice cream. The kids are running around, and, oh, I want this one, I want that one. And we got the kids settled, and I asked her, I said, what would you like? And she said, I don't know. I said, you want a cup or a cone? She said, I don't know. And I asked her, I said, what happened to you? And Mm -hmm. the story came out that in high school or in school, she had an older brother and uh, the older brother and the father were fighting all the time. And the father would beat the heck out of the brother till he was bloody. And this woman just made a decision not to have any thoughts, not to have any um, opinions on anything so she could be Mm -hmm. safe. So basically she shut down energetically. So, you know, it's in- go on. Oh, I was going to say it's 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 interesting. I'd like to go back to the point you said where you see people thirty or below or a hundred, and you don't see anything really from thirty-one to ninety-nine. Why do you think that's so? I think there's a tipping point. Um, I really have no answer for that. I just know what I've observed. Mm-hmm. And I'm not attached to being right. I'm not attached to anything. Whenever I'm working with people, um, I'm doing my best to be in a place of not knowing or not mm-hmm. having an opinion, but just being present and witnessing and mm-hmm. asking, how can I serve? So I really don't have an answer of why, except that there seems to be a tipping point of uh, taking personal responsibility for ourselves. What, what and is, do you have any thoughts and senses on this? Yeah, you know, I I really 
don't, uh, you know, from a shamanic perspective, I mentioned the, the, the soul retrievals, you know, trauma and everything where our soul will leave our body and then we can have a hole in our energy field, which as you know, nature does not like vacuums and it can be filled up with just blockages or some, you know, negative energy. Uh, rarely does it get filled up with positive energy when part of our soul leaves. Uh, and I can see where that would have a decrease in, in our energetic presence, right? We're not a hundred percent ourselves. Um, but the, this idea of a tipping point is an interesting one. And I'm thinking through my clients that I've worked with and of course I've never measured them, but I will say that quite a few people that I meet are zombies it's you use it one term, they're shut down, um, they're going through the motions, but it does feel like there are some people who are a little bit more in the middle. But again, I don't, I don't use that scale. It's just interesting. Um, and I know soul retrieval is one way that you can help a person amp up their energy. And of course, doing all the energetic healing work that you and I have talked about clearing the energy, um, channeling, you know, and connecting them back to their source, uh, so that they can have that, uh, burst of burst of energy. But I don't know that I have an answer for it either, Michael. I just, it's, as you're talking, I list, mm -hmm. I'm listening to you. And at mm -hmm. the same time, I'm tracking the energy and here's what I'm hearing. We are multidimensional beings. Now, as a multidimensional being, how much of us is present on the earth plane and how much of us is present on other dimensions mm -hmm. at the same time? Mm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. We're going to pick up that thought and then maybe even talk a little bit about how people can amp up their personal energy when we come back from the break. If you have any questions or thoughts, give us a call at 866-451-1451. We'll be right back. Patricia Fayweather Harlow is passionate about the environment and conserving our natural resources. She's written a five-part book series for all ages called Rock with Rodney and Party with Perky to Preserve Wildlife which brings awareness through these vibrant characters on preserving and protecting our national parks and historic landmarks. Harlow has launched a campaign to mobilize green supporters, informing a united front against big oil, big coal, and the Keystone XL pipeline. And she addresses the controversial practice of fracking in books four and five. She's determined to bring greater awareness to the dangers of drilling and running crude oil through pipelines that cut through pristine landscapes. And she empowers readers to take action in keeping America beautiful. To learn more about Patricia Fayweather Harlow and to purchase her books, visit www.patricia-fayweather-harlow.com. That's F-A-Y-E-R-W-E-A-T-H-E-R. -E -E and play your part in preserving the landscape that we all share and love. Introducing BetterHomeAndGarden.com. That's www.betterhomeandgarden.com with just the letter N in Better Home and Garden. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the highest quality products on the market that are environmentally safe and effective and to make them available to you at the lowest possible prices. BetterHomeAndGarden.com understands that kind of creativity and do-it-yourself attitude. Thus, we developed our website, BetterHomeAndGarden.com. BetterHomeAndGarden.com offers you the following products right online. 
bath, bedding, collectibles, craft, sewing and hobby, food and beverage, furniture, home decor, kitchen and dining, lamps and lighting, large appliances, musical instruments, outdoor cooking, patio items, pet supplies, plant and garden, rug and floor coverings, small appliances, travel and luggage, and so much more. Better Home and Garden is an online retailer offering a wide variety of high-quality brand name merchandise at discount prices. Our service is personal and we aim to please. Visit us at www.betterhomeandgarden.com. Make your home your own. Welcome back. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. And today we're talking with Michael Bradford about being energetically present. And just before the break, he was sharing that from his experience, he has seen people who, for the most part, are only about 30% present in their energy, and he can only count on one hand the number of people he's met who are 100% energetically present. Michael, is is there a way for people? I mean, obviously, the, the healing work is one way to help somebody increase their, their energetic presence, um, whether it's soul retrieval or energy healing. Um, but are there other ways that people can increase their energetic presence? Yeah. You know, um, as on the break, I was thinking about what we we're talking about. There's a number of things that have come to me another way number of ways I work with people number one is to look at where people are on their own priority list in other words mm. most of us are used to putting everyone else before ourselves and as part of the religious teachings on this planet uh, to be humble to put others before ourselves to sacrifice ourselves um, that doesn't necessarily help us to stay present in our own bodies so we have to be, I would say, number one, two, or three on our own priority list. I've met people, they are, they're not even on their own priority list. Everyone else in the world is more important than they are. So it's, this isn't from an ego point of view. It's just we need to take care of ourselves in order to be present and to stay alive. Um, right. Yes, you're my be situations where we may choose to sacrifice ourselves for um, a group or a family or something. However, um, it's very important for us to be true to ourselves uh, this lifetime. And so being a, a high up on our own priority list is important. Um, also is being internally referenced. In other words, when making a decision rather than asking everybody else, what should I do? What should I wear? What, what kind of job should I have? What, and giving our power away to other people. And I'm not saying it's not good to get feedback, but it's about going inside and say, okay, what do I feel? What do I want? What do I need? And a lot of people have no clue what they really feel, what they really want, what they really need because we've been used to pleasing other people or we've been in situations where uh, we haven't been safe enough to really mm. get in touch with our feelings and emotions. Um, and the other one is about being independent, but rather than codependent, uh, again, asking for what we want, what we need, picking up and doing, traveling to where we want to go, uh, spending time with people we are interested in spending time with. So these are all about us getting to know ourselves. A lot of this is covered in, in my book, uh, Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. 
And I talk about the different lifetimes we have because some people are in what I call a practice lifetime. Okay, they're coming mm-hmm. to earth and they're taking on a new um, way of learning. Let's say it's art. So, you know, they're not going to be a Picasso. They're not going to be a Rembrandt. But just the fact they're willing to experiment with colors and uh, oils or drawing or whatever it may be, that's more than enough for those people. And then there's other people, they're more in the middle range, and they're uh, acknowledged as a artist. And then there are the, the people that are on the master level who are like uh, Picasso, uh, Michelangelo, um, these other people that are extremely well-received and famous. So we go through all these cycles of learning and with some people, they're learning about mathematics. Some people are learning about relationships. Some people are learning about power. Some people are learning about love. Uh, we each choose different lessons when we come to life and being comfortable with that and not judging ourselves or being harsh on ourselves or um, beating ourselves up is, is one of the keys. Um, back to hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I do agree that when we are on earth that, you know, our purpose is to grow and evolve, to learn lessons and to really become much more conscious. And these three things that you listed, right, making sure that we are on our own priority list, being internally referenced and being independent, I think are great ways for people to connect with themselves and what they really need and can give some really good insight about what is it that I am supposed to be accomplishing while I'm here, right? It goes back to that. What's my life purpose? Why am I here? Question. And it may not be a clear cut, oh, my life purpose is X, but you can start to see patterns in your life where you say, oh, this is one of the things that I need to learn or master. These three concepts, so the uh, priority list, I love that you brought up the fact that this is not an ego-driven aspect. And I often compare ego-driven to heart-driven, right? And, And when you make yourself on your priority list and you're doing so from your heart, it's one way that you can show that you love yourself. Uh, would you, would you agree with that? Yeah, it, it, it's interesting because in Western society, if you say, well, I love myself, um, you may get a reaction from a lot of people because we have a tendency to associate loving oneself with being ego-driven as opposed to feeling comfortable with ourselves and accepting ourselves. There are many of us, and I believe you're included in this. Um, I know I went up through the corporate world um, or through the educational system, had two years of engineering, a bachelor's in business, got a master's in international management. My background was running companies and corporations. And then all of a sudden there was this welling up inside of me, this, um, I, I had no clue what was going on, but I walked away from the corporate world and everyone thought I was nuts. And yeah. I started a journey traveling with, uh, you know, the different medicine people, shamans, healers. I had no clue where I was going, had no clue what I was going to do. Um, it was just one foot in front of the other, take a deep breath, take another step, take a deep breath, take another step. 
and I thought I was going crazy. Everyone around me thought I was going crazy. Uh, Michael, what are you doing? And yet there was an internal pull Mm -hmm. that was calling and driving me. And now I'm starting to understand it a little better. And even now, I'm not sure what my next step is. Well, and we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break right now, um, and we can talk more about this idea of trusting the journey when our hearts tell us it's time, and and really that's when we're making ourselves on our priority list. So if you have any questions or thoughts, give us a call at eight six six four five one one four five one. We'll be right back. America is out of control. Today's capitalism and the approach to money is in fact the symptom of a more widespread pattern of excessive behavior. In his book, The Culture of Excess, How America Lost Self-Control and Why We Need to Redefine Success, clinical psychologist Dr. Jay Slosar portrays an America where excess fuels the drive to succeed. Dr. Slosar examines the cultural factors that lead to excess ranging from obesity to fraud to pervasive budget deficits. His book examines the powerful economic and social factors and their impact on our psychological well-being. Dr. Slosar explores the psychological impact of increasing narcissism, perfectionism, self-destruction, and our identity confusion. He offers recommendations for helping Generation Me become Generation We. Those who resist Slosar's message will want to avoid his discussion of regulation and his recent message that at this point, democracy must be more important than today's capitalism. Get his book now online or by visiting thecultureofexcess.com. There are artists, and then there's Alice Asmar. This award-winning artist has spent her entire life devoted to her artistic pursuits and has had a lifelong fascination with American Indians of the southwestern United States. Her book, Dance to the Great Spirit, showcases her drawings and paintings inspired by sacred rituals of the Pueblo Indians, and four of her lithographs are in permanent collection at the National Museum of American History and the Smithsonian Institution in Washington, D.C. She is one of four artists in the United States to win a Woolley Fellowship for study in Paris at L'École des Beaux-Arts and has been featured in numerous publications. She's exhibited at the world's most prestigious museums and galleries and recently won a 20-year service award from the Burbank City Council and the inaugural art competition of the Foundation of the United States in Paris. Visit www.asmarart.com, www.aliceasmarinternational.com and email alice at aliceasmar at aol.com. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan, and we're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and today with my guest, Michael Bradford, we are talking about this idea of being energetically present. And just before the break, Michael was sharing that there are really three things we can do to become more present in our bodies and and to increase our energy. One is to put ourselves on our own priority list, but to do so without bringing in the ego. The second is to be internally referenced so that we're checking in with ourselves and we're very clear about what it is that we want or we need at any given time. And the third is to be independent as opposed to codependent on others. Michael, just before the break, you were starting to share that you were you were pursuing a, a, a career in the business world and pretty much all of a sudden one day you woke up and you walked away from it and you didn't know why. And you started to work with uh, healers all over the world and trusting the journey, even when you didn't know what your next step was. 
And I guess my question is, you know, when we talk about living a courageously authentic life, every single one of us gets to a point where we may not know what our next step is. And we may not know exactly where the journey is taking us. Although we might have a, a picture kind of image or vision of what we'd like it to be. What would your advice be for people who are in a situation where they're following their heart, right? They're really putting themselves near the top of their priority list. They're following their heart. They're connected to what internally they need, um, but they don't know the next step. Well, what I'd like to share and, and be very vulnerable is some of those times were the scariest times of my life when I just had to take a deep breath and take a leap of faith. And I did not have a clear picture or any guarantees on what the next step would bring. However, I just knew that I needed to take it. I felt it in my body. And um, I want to encourage uh, people to take that leap of faith. I'm not saying to risk your life or anything like that. Uh, do it with moderation. Do it with consciousness and take responsibility for yourself. Um, there's an inner calling, an inner knowing. Um, one of the things that I paid attention to is when I heard things three times. In other words, if I heard about a, a center or a uh, medicine person or a location uh, mm -hmm. three times from three different people, um, I would pay attention to that. Um, uh, I'm just as we're talking, I'm I'm hearing the crows calling to me, and the crows are saying uh, for Native Americans, the crows are considered messengers. So if you're out in nature uh, and you start mm -hmm. hearing a crow, stop and ask, what's the message? It's about being attuned to your environment, being attuned and listening inwardly to your surroundings. Uh, you might be at a, a place in here. Uh, people at the table next to you talking about something and, and pay attention to how it registers in your body. Pay attention mm. to what senses get triggered. Um, I've been uh, attracted to certain healers and certain people where others I haven't been. And I've just been able to just trust that and say, okay, there's a reason for this. Did you want to say something, Jennifer? I, you know, I think what you're describing right now is that second point on your list, which is being internally referenced. Yes, it's being yeah. internally referenced. It's also being connected to the uni to universal consciousness and to my intuition, uh, which is internal referencing. It is. Um, I I've learned to trust my intuition. I've learned to. Uh, pay attention to listen and in being internally referenced may mean being quiet and just feeling yes. sensing on all levels, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Did you want to say anything else on that? Well, yeah, I think, uh, I agree 100%. And I was thinking back to what you said about, you know, that time being some of the, the scariest or most fearful time in your life because you may not have known what your next step was. And we've talked on the show a lot about overcoming fear and this idea of, you know, pausing, taking a deep breath. One thing that I've 
shared with our listeners is even going down the path of, okay, let me, let me really explore what is it I'm afraid of and, and coming up with, you know, the worst case scenario. And last week I, I shared, you know, with my house in Guatemala, I've got this pickup truck and it wasn't working for me the way it should. And I was, it, it triggered something within me and I realized it, what it triggered was a sense of security and safety, right? I'm in a different country. They speak a different language. I'm alone. I'm a woman fill in all the blanks of all the things that could possibly happen, um, both good and bad. And what I did to really work through that fear, and it's not to say that a fear ever goes away completely, and I'm sure you'd agree with that, that they have a habit of coming back, but maybe not as intense, much as you describe those life lessons that we have to learn, was I immersed myself completely in the fear and I brought it out to as, you know, like my worst case scenario. I said, gee, what is my worst case scenario? And for this, it was, you know, the truck breaking down. It's the middle of the night. I'm in the middle of nowhere. It's dark. There's no people around. Um, it's raining and there's boa constrictors all over the road. So, you know, <laughs> it's crazy, right? But this is what our brains do with fear. How do you overcome your fear? You mentioned you, you take a, a deep breath, but do you have any other uh, ways that you overcome fear? Because I think for a lot of people, and it, I think even ties to being energetically present, fear holds them back from being fully present in themselves or from for pursuing their dreams. Well, there were there was four times that uh, are coming to mind. Once is when I walked away from the corporate world. I was basically retired at age 35. And mm -hmm. I walked away from the corporate world, and it was the scariest day of my life. But I knew I had to do it. And there was such a driving force inside of me that I don't think I could have said no. Um, there was a time when I was go driving from uh, Palm Springs Ranch Mirage, California, up to Anchorage, Alaska, or to Fairbanks, Alaska. I drove up there. I wound up taking six months. And I was so scared taking that first mile. And then mm -hmm. I finally, once I, I said, that's it, I got in the car. I said, I got to do it or I'll never do it. I got in the car. After I drove a couple of miles, I was fine. Okay, and great. And I'm going to I'm going to pause you right there, Michael, because we're going to take another quick break. Um, you're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. And today we have a guest with us, Michael Bradford. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about overcoming fear. So stay tuned. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. Are you stressed? Is your stress driving you crazy? Do you know there are many ways to relieve the stress? The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic does just that. Reduce your stress plus so much more. Established in 1997, the Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic offers an approach to wellness, 
For those individuals who choose to either utilize appropriate complementary methods to enhance their current medical care, or to those individuals who are on their personal journey toward improved health and wellness through the use of therapeutic bodywork, Reiki energy healing, or hypnosis. The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic is owned by Dr. Judy Dean, a registered nurse and board-certified massage therapist and medical hypnotherapist in LaPorte, Indiana. Visit www.spiritwithinmassage-hypnosis.com to see all services offered by Dr. Judy. For a free personal consultation, please call Dr. Judy Dean at 219-326-1380. The Spirit Within Massage and Hypnosis Clinic, 219-326-1380. Welcome back. We're coming to you live from BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. And on today's show, we have a guest with us, Michael Bradford, and we've been talking about being energetically present. And just before the break, we, we started to explore how to overcome your fear. And Michael shared two examples, one where the desire or the need to do whatever it was he needed to do, in this case, leaving the corporate world, really overshadowed any fear, even though it was a, a scary moment to walk away from his career. Um, he knew if he didn't that he would regret it um, and the need to do it overshadowed it. And the second was, and we've talked about this on the show before, but it's a great analogy, Michael, when you shared this idea of driving up from California to Alaska and it was the first mile that was the, the hardest, right? You you really had to push yourself to do that first mile. And then after that, it got easier and easier and easier. And I think it's a beautiful metaphor for all of us in terms of taking that first step and, and how difficult it can be to take that first step. But once you take one, the next step gets easier and the next one and the next one. And before you know it, you're 20 miles down the road and on your way to uh, Alaska. Well, I could add many, many other stories to that where a similar pattern happens. So I totally agree that every journey starts with the first step, and the first step is the hardest, um, the most challenging. And remember, our ego and personality wants to keep us safe. Our soul wants us to expand. Our soul wants us to learn, change, and grow, and that's how it measures our success is our willingness to risk and learn. So I'd yeah. like to offer a couple of things. Number one, um, I have some articles I've written. I'd be more than happy to send those to anyone uh, that sends me an email um, as a gift, as a free gift. And, oh, that's wonderful. Uh, so my email is michael at michaelbradford.com. Um, the book available on Amazon is Mastering the Human Experience, Your Soul's Journey on Earth. And um, I'm committed to helping people in the business world uh, as well as people um, that need help with health, personal excellence, spiritual growth, entrepreneurship, business. I cover it all. And I just want to say that our soul is always calling on us to stretch, to risk, to learn when we leave this planet, the only thing we take with us is not the material stuff. We're taking with us what we've learned, how we've shifted, our difference of perceptions. So for me, yeah. that's, that's the key, is what is it that we're learning? What is it that we're 
expanding our awareness, expanding right. our sense of being. Go ahead. Yeah, no, Michael, that's great. And I think that really sums up what living a courageously authentic life is all about. It has been a joy having you on the show. And I'm going to repeat your email address again. That's michael at michaelbradford.com. Did I get that correct? And Absolutely. if All right. And if any of our listeners would like to reach out and contact you through that email, you'd be more than happy to send them some of your, um, some of your reports and writings that you've done, which I think is a wonderful yeah. gift for our listeners. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. go ahead. No, please. No, I just, I appreciate how talking back and forth and how the interaction takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So thank yeah, you. I, you are welcome. And again, thank you for sharing your perspective. I want to thank everybody who is listening today. Um, if you had a question and you didn't have a chance to call in or couldn't call in, feel free to email me at admin at spiritevolution.co. And if you want to check out my website, it's spiritevolution.co. And on there, you can find uh, not only the past radio shows, but my blogs and information about my upcoming retreat and my online course. Uh, I hope you all have a great week, and next week we'll be talking about forgiveness. So look forward to having you there. This has been Living a Courageously Authentic Life with host Jennifer Monahan. Listen each week as Jennifer helps you get down to the core of who you are, discover and connect to your inner spark, and bring that forward consistently and consciously in your day-to-day -day life. Here on Jennifer Monahan's Living a Courageously Authentic Life. been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.